Hi, my name is Pat Live and welcome to Love the Music. Today's date is Tuesday, April 6, 2021. Welcome to the Pandemic Interviews. So now we're in our third wave and we're still riding the tsunami that is the pandemic a year later. Only this time the surge is much higher. Back in June of last year, when the first wave of the pandemic was subsiding somewhat, I started to check in with some local musicians to see how they were doing. Many of them live alone, and isolation is never good for someone who is performing in front of crowds on a regular basis. None of us ever thought we'd still be in the middle of this mess, as the virus continues to circle the globe in its ever-menacing stomp as it morphs into new and more damaging variants. Continuing in the gray zone of lockdown in Toronto, the entire province has now joined us. So still no live performances, and all streaming shows have now been pushed out once again. So here we are, over a year later, still hoping, hanging by a thread, while the light at the end of the tunnel is flickering. Over 50 artists have now spoken with me about their hopes, their fears, what it will take to bring music back and how, and who they'd love to perform with when this is all over. The question isn't whether video killed the radio star. It's whether 2020 killed the music career. Born in Guelph, Ontario, singer, songwriter, performer Sarah Smith is known as one of the hardest working musicians in the business. Prior to 2020, Sarah performed over 300 shows per year, traveling across Canada, Europe and the UK. Sarah lives and breathes music. It is her calling. A deeply caring and warm person, Sarah's depth of passion her incredible personal magnetism, and a voice that oozes emotion all equal her talents as a songwriter and performer. She is one of the very few artists that can have an audience fall in love with her within the first few bars of a song. She is at her finest on stage. Sarah attended the Royal Military College of Canada, but her music career took over in the early 2000s. After performing with the Joys just shy of a decade, Sarah decided to go solo in 2012 with the release of her first album, Stronger Now. A little piece of trivia. Sarah was a regular guest of London rock band Thundermug. After the demise of the band in 2000, Ed Prankus and Bill Durst, along with Justin Burgess, continued to perform together as Big on Venus, and Sarah was asked to join the band. A later configuration, without Durst and Prankus, would become the Joys. Sarah has shared the stage with Carol Pope, Biff Naked, Chuck Lavelle, Melissa Etheridge, Sass Jordan, David Wilcox, M. Griner, just to name a few. She has won many awards for her singing, songwriting, albums, and performance. She is equally at home with her electric or acoustic guitar, performing as either a solo act or with her band. I was first introduced to Sarah in 2016 and have since watched and photographed many of her shows. I chatted with Sarah late June last year at her then home in Strathroy, Ontario. She has just recently relocated to the West Coast, settling on Pender Island and loving it. She continues to write and stream and remains connected to her large fan base across Canada and Europe. Sarah will also be performing on the Melissa Etheridge cruise in November of this year. 
Okay, I am Sarah Smith, and uh, I am a singer, songwriter, and I like to rock out as well. And um, I'm a touring artist, full-time touring artist, that is right now grounded. So at this time last year, a year ago, where what were you doing? Um, and then you fast forward to now, in t May, June mm -hmm. 2020, and what are you doing now? Mm -hmm. Where do you think you should have been as of right now? I think last year I was probably um, playing shows with my band probably every single night of the week. Um, now that kind of um, this is the week that school is over, so all of the right. vacation um, destinations would have been opened up. I think I did a tour of the beaches, so I did like Sobble Beach and I think I did King Cardin at the same time maybe a grand band um, around this time. And I think I may have toured out east as well around this time for a couple of weeks um, with my trio and medium Tanya Thomas. So that's where I was last year. And this year I am supposed to be right now in Brazil. I'm supposed to be touring Brazil uh, with a TV company called Rise Up TV. And they are a company that is following around independent bands on tour. So they had a, a tour set up for us with a bus and camera crew. And we were to be in Brazil at this time. Yeah. And oh, also no. when I come back, which is Canada Day weekend coming up, I was supposed to be playing a bunch of beach shows and Canada Day celebrations. And, um, you know, playing lots of music to lots of people and making some money doing it. Right. Where I am now is I am at home. And uh, I just came home today to cut my, my lawn and uh, get some groceries. And I spend a lot of time um, at a trailer on Lake Huron. At this time, it's uh, my first summer ever being on vacation, ever in my life, since I was a kid. So I'm taking it for granted, and I'm going to the beach every day, and I'm running, and I'm biking, and I'm enjoying outdoors as much as I can in a beautiful setting. That's fantastic. Brazil? Yeah. We're supposed to be in Brazil? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. When did you find out about the cancellation on that one? I think everything started canceling. March 15th was my last mm. show. And then I just, I kept staying positive. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, the schools closed. And when the schools closed, I knew it was serious. And that's when all my gigs started getting canceled. Probably about a month ago, I, I've heard about the rest of my summer being canceled. So I've known for a little while. Wow. Yeah. Brazil. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Congratulations. Let's hope it yeah. comes around again. Well, so far, I, I've, I'm owned about oh, over $6,000 in flights. So we'll see if I get any of that money left. <sighs> Not money back, because I had a European tour booked. I That's had, right, because you spent a lot of time in Germany and, yeah. and, uh, and around Europe, don't you? I had tons of Belgium? Flights. Yep. Well, I've never been to Belgium, Belgium? but uh, Germany, Holland, Holland. Austria was on this yeah. tour. All canceled. All the flights. Who knows what's oh. going to happen. Oh, I also had a Honduras, a weekend Honduras canceled. <laughs> oh, major cancellations. Yeah. Okay. So, But, but where, what but. I should tell you is that I am still able to um, play music. I've been hired to do some online shows. I've been hired to write jingles for companies. I've written six jingles for companies. Um, I've been hired to do a songwriting session with an online community of 
on recovering people. So that segues into the next okay. question is how that's perfect because okay. it, the pandemic and isolation has it changed your approach? How are you keeping yourself relevant? Basically, how are you keeping yourself busy? Perfect. Yeah. Most people, most musicians, or most people think that as a musician, I should be, be creative right now and be writing, and I'm not. I'm not at all. I'm, I'm living. I find that creativity comes in phases. You live, and then you be creative, and then you live, and then you be creative, and I'm just in the living part right now. I already released an album of all my emotions and feelings in the winter, so I'm in living right now and keeping busy by... Uh, I'm being creative in other ways. I've learned how to be a complete technology wizard online due to this COVID thing, because I've had to. I've learned how to run sound. I've learned how to set up my studio. I've learned how to um, cook and prepare food. I've learned how to run a trailer, like set up a trailer and propane and all that kind of stuff. Um, I built a deck. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm learning other things. Been great expanding your horizons and yeah. more domestic areas almost and technological areas absolutely well. wow. yeah. I've become a video editor a sound engineer um, I, I took guitar lessons for a month um, just to learn basic technique scales how to do lead guitar a little bit better I'm learning German I'm taking German every day studying I do a brain app on my phone every day just to keep my brain active because I've had concussions and I, I'm starting to feel the effects of those. Wow. What happened with the, long, long ago or short time ago? Um, I had my first real major concussion. It was over 10 years ago um, in an incident where I was, I was beat up, actually. And um, oh. I was in my van, and my van got hijacked, and... It was a, quite the adventure, and I was beat up and kicked in the head many times, and that's oh, where my first, yeah, my first concussion came from there, and then, um, you know, little hits here and there, little bumps on the van, little bumps on the doors, little bumps here and there, and before you know it, your concussion brain sets in, and sometimes I wake up and I just can't put a sentence together, so the, the brain app has helped me. So, isolation. Has affected your writing and your music. So you're not really writing. You're not creating any more new music per se, except you worked on AIM. Yeah. I wrote a song. Um, yeah. I wrote two songs for companies. Uh, well, mostly jingles. I wrote six jingles. And then I wrote another theme song for the Rise Up TV that will be released soon. It's called Rise Up. And then I got together the community, um, the possible community, which is. Uh, it's a community of people that are sharing their stories of recovery and strength. And we all got together online and we, we wrote out our feelings and emotions. And I was then um, brought together with Polly O'Byrne. And we were um, set on a mission to write a song from everybody's feelings. So we wrote a song called AIM. I watched it. It's a beautiful video. And you wrote, you, you've co-written with him before. Yes, we co-wrote the song Angels and Anchors, which is has been voted on my fan page as my number one song. To be honest with you, I haven't written any songs about the pandemic. Yeah. Nothing, because to me, this is, a, this is more of a challenge to go inward and reflect on my own, inner, my own inner world. The outer world doesn't mean anything to me, I'm sorry. The inner world is where it's at. So I'm doing a lot of introspective thoughts, uh, reflection. I'm healing relationships. I have no hate in my heart for anybody. I have no enemies. And that is, I mean, to me, I'm sure I have many people that don't like me, 
But but I have no hate in my heart for one person on this earth. And that is a very comforting feeling and peaceful and put my head on the pillow and sleep very well at night. <laughs> so, Good for you. Yeah, as far as how this is affecting my my writing, I would say uh, it's not really. Yeah. If I was in a creative place right now, I would be writing. But because I'm not, I'm just living. So how are you coping personally then? Just... Um, there's moments where, there's moments where I feel afraid of the future because all my shows have been canceled. But those moments are fleeting because, thank God, our government is helping us. We're able to collect uh, money if we need it. That's been a huge help. Um, so financially, I'm going to be okay, and I'm still able to collect work. Like I can't believe it. People have. It's the people that are supporting me. It's not my doing. It's I feel support from everybody. People are buying my merchandise. They're they're always sending me messages. How are you? Checking in on you. And then I return the favor. And reaching out to other people helps me feel better too. So for the most part, I'd say I just feel free right now. I feel free. I feel happy in my heart. I'm coping by um, staying close to nature. I'm very private right now. I've closed off a lot of drama. Mm-hmm. I'm just keeping my my unit tight, spending time with my family, video chats with my family, yoga in the morning, meditation. And bike rides. Bike rides. Tons bike rides. of bike rides Sounds, and running. Which is what I have to get my ass in gear to do. <laughs> but you didn't hear that. So how do you think this is going to affect the live music scene going forward? I mean, it's just, I mean, are you, I've talked to some artists who are planning, already booking into 2021, others that are sort of holding back and saying, no, I'm going to see how the year goes. They're hoping that 2021 is going to be better and an improvement, but there's a lot of um, fear of what's going to happen. Some people, like we talked about earlier, are watching too much news. You and I are watching no news. Um, and a lot of them have been, you know, in A, B, and C here, a lot of them have been focusing a lot on social media, and some of them, again, have been withdrawing from social media. So how do you, I mean, there's, there's how do you think it's going to be, the, the live music scene is going to be reflected? Like, that's such a good question, because none of us really know. Yeah. Um, I, I'm booked all the way up till next Christmas. Like, I'm booked a year and a head in advance, and... I have European tours booked, I have Texas shows booked, I have Florida shows booked, I have Caribbean trips planned, and uh, my feeling is probably none of that will happen. But I'm going one foot in front of the other every day, and until I hear otherwise, then I don't make any other plans. I just continue to you know, live my life thinking that this is how it's going to be. Until I get a message that says, okay, that's cancelled, alright, on to something else. So in a way, it's helped me just get back in the moment, you know. Uh, I'm letting life take care of that for me. I'm not doing anything. I'm not reaching out, trying to book tours. I'm just letting it all happen. And so far, it's just kind of taking care of itself. You've been doing some. There's, there's, there's been some different and different approaches to it. Everybody's starting to look at the drive-ins and doing live mm-hmm. shows and drive-ins. You were doing some pickup truck. Yeah, I noticed that online that a little somebody was filming. You were yeah pulling up in a pickup truck and putting on performances. I uh, my smart girlfriend Leslie, she thought of this idea to get uh, power converters for my battery for my van, so I can hook up a PA in my van and I drive do drive bys for birthdays and 
little concerts where nobody has to be around me. I can just, I'm self-sufficient. I roll up, I set up, I play. I don't need anybody's plugs. I don't need anything from anybody. And that's, that keeps people safe. And I do care homes as well, because it's, I'm not anywhere near the clients. Um, you know, parking lot performance. Yeah, parking lot performances. So that's cool, that's working. Uh, online performances I do, um, paid performances mm -hmm. online. So anytime anybody would like to hire me for an online performance, I'm available. And I personally have been enjoying them actually. Part, part of it was really strange and ungratifying if you're used to playing for audience reaction. Um, but I got over that years ago. I don't, I don't play for audience reaction, I play for me. And because it saves me, music saves mm -hmm. me. So I feel that it's saving other people too in the process. It feels good. But if you have a good audience, you feed from it. Yeah, like I can. It's a, it's a mutual feeling going back and forth. You can almost see the waves. And it's the audience on my live shows have been great too. Like they, mm -hmm. there are lots of comments and likes and loves, and that's become the new audience. Strangely enough. Do you think that's going to continue? Um, I think it's generally. I think with my fans, it will. My fans are amazing. Are You've so got supportive. a huge fan base. I They're know just that. so supportive. Yeah. I think that the musicians are oversaturated. Like we've oversaturated the online markets. It yeah. wasn't really anything I wanted to do, but I had such a great, great feedback. I raised almost nine thousand dollars for the local musicians in two performances. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna risk my luck anymore. I'm just gonna let that go. Hopefully, the musicians are able to collect the serve now, and uh, I will play for hired gigs now. now can you um, so what was that all about because you were I, I saw it saw some of it online so you got together you had sponsors you got together with people to actually play to raise funds for the local musicians how did that all come I about I actually just played a show by myself one hour mm -hmm. show and I created my own PayPal link and I got fans to donate and fans donated almost nine thousand dollars that's how amazing my fans are. Super amazing. Wow, just on your own. Just on my own. No sponsors. Although we did get some great media attention out of it. So yeah. the media did spread the word. And I had musicians reaching out to me, yeah. asking for money that were hurting, and I was able to help them. What a nice thing to do. It, it was awesome. It was just awesome. I know, though, that by helping other people, it helps me. It really does. It always... What goes around comes around, or what comes around goes around, however that phrase goes. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's all about helping others. Yeah. Time for a musical break. The song we're about to hear, AIM, was written virtually with a recovered community of over 200 people. The community is called Possible and is a project created by Addiction Services of Thames Valley to change the stigma of addiction. According to Sarah, Polly O'Byrne and I came together for this online songwriting event and we used the possible community's words to create the final idea for AIM. It's been a blue kind of day I chalk it up to being bored I gotta get out of my way Make some room for the sun Walking through the forest I'm slipping through the mud I need to change my course 
Welcome back to the Pandemic Interviews, Conversations in a Changing Time. We just heard the song AIM, sung by Sarah Smith, written in collaboration with Polly O'Byrne, and input from the 200-member Possible community. You're listening to a conversation I had with Sarah in June 2020. 2020, do you think it's going to be a career killer for some musicians, especially for what I've been thinking is maybe somebody who's the older musicians, and not necessarily in years of age, but more in years of experience, um, are they more adaptable or less adaptable? And the younger ones come just getting started. Is it Are they going to like throw in the towel and go, okay, this is not for me, and move on to something else? There's thousands of young musicians that are playing the clubs every night, four or five on a bill. By the time the fifth one plays, I forgot who the first one was. So I'm just wondering if... Um, some of those are just going to sort of, it's going to be a career killer for them. They're just not going to... I think if they're mm-hmm. doing it for the right reasons, this will not be a career killer. I think if they're playing music because it makes them happy and they love their bands and they're, they're not out, you know, trying to gain fame or whatever it might be, if they're doing it for the right reasons, why would it be a killer? If they're playing because they love it, it makes them happy. Same with me. I love it. It makes me happy. 
the only thing that I can see happening is that people are going to rethink their careers. So, you know, I've had a few musicians say, yeah, I don't think I, I'm going to go back out on the road after this, you know, or I don't think that I'm going to continue to play music after this. I think I'd rather just work a job. You know, a lot of people have, this is kind of the do or die moment. Yeah. Do you continue to put your entire life into something um, that you've worked so hard at? Um, this is a year out of our lives. You know, I started this year at 41. I'm going to end it at 42, going on 43. That's a pretty pivotal year for a woman in this wow. business. So, Do you think there might be a little bit more focus now on more on local artists as opposed to because every it's a level playing field for everybody nobody's playing live nations canceled everything i mean it's a 2020 didn't exist it's a wash for everybody i'm wondering if the focus is now going to be more on local artists and local concerts because the cost so the cost will come i mean people won't be able to afford two or three hundred dollars a ticket but I'm, I'm, I'm seeing now, just in the Toronto scene, and a little bit in London with what you've put on, more focus on local artists, although you've got a really big name around this area. It's... Um, well, I mean, I'm killing it in the backyard circuit. Yeah. <laughs> so if you, you know, maybe that is going to happen, the backyard parties, like that's all we're allowed to have right now. And yep. people feel privileged if an artist will come and play to their 10 people. You know, like I've, I've been to some parties, people are bawling the live music. They miss it so much. So I just, I don't, I used to think, like about a month ago, I said that this is the summer of the indie artists. We're going to rise above because we're local and we're all they have. <laughs> we're their only option. Yeah. But now we're still not even in stage two, you know? Like we, we can only have 10 people. What's next month going to bring? Well, the interesting thing is, 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 is that they've allowed, in stage one, they've allowed 30 people in the church. Hmm. And that's in a closed environment. Hmm. Or, depending on the size of the church, 30%. So, um, you know, a lot of people are starting to question, well, if you allow 30 people in a church gathering, why are we only allowing 10 hmm. in, in, a, in a circle? And that's outside. And, well, singers can't even sing on a patio. And singers can't yeah. sing, and dancers can't dance, and it's all the rest of it. I know. it's um, So that's why I'm wondering if the focus is going to be more on local artists. They're more flexible. I think they're a little bit more adaptable. They don't need as much equipment. Even if you've got a trio, you can have a little trio on a stage back from an audience and still have, hopefully by this time next week, 20 people or more. Well, I was privileged enough to play on a patio with my trio yeah. a couple of weeks ago before they announced the no singing on a patio. And it was a golf course, and they paid me a good amount of money, and I was like, yes, we're going back. We're, we're, this is our first gig back. And then it was like, no singing on patios. So, honestly, I don't know what the fear is going to make people do. I think that I'm going to be okay. And I think that the serious musicians out there are going to be okay. Because we do it because we love it. No other reason. We don't do it to make money. <laughs> we do it because we love it. And you will sing yes. again. I sing every day no matter where I am. I don't care if I'm on my own patio and nobody can hear me. I'm a singer. What do you think it's going to take to get people back to the shows? I think the fear uh, word, the, the, the new F word to me is fear. Yeah. Uh, I think whenever they open, my fans will be lined up, ready to go. I don't think they're scared. 
I get messages all the time saying, this is stupid, it's overreaction, and we're ready to go. So I think, I think people can make their own choices and decisions, and I think the people that really want to see live music, they'll be safe about it, and they'll go and support. I hope so. I hope so. I hope it doesn't take a long time. And I hope people are ready to get out there and be in crowds again and connect. You're a musician who relies have fairly heavily on touring and selling merchandise, and you do a lot of European shows. Um, you go down in the States a lot, etc. So do you think that streaming... What about cross-promotions? Streaming is sort of going up and down. It's an ebbing and flowing kind of thing, as you mentioned, and I think it's inundated. But there's My there's, streaming numbers are the exact same as when they first started. Yeah, so... I'm fine. Yeah. What about cross-promotions? Doing um, shows... Um, Good cross promoting with somebody, with a sponsor. Oh man, sponsorship is like the dream. If, if anybody wants to sponsor me, if you're not a booze company, I'm good. So contact me. Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> I mean, most sponsors want to get behind charities. Imagine, like, I feel very special when I get to go behind charities. Most of my shows are charity based. Yeah. You know, they they pay me a little bit of money because they know that I have a fan base that is willing to donate and give to the charities so I think it's great we both win, we all win the charity wins, I win my fans win, they're giving they're getting charitable receipts So, What about the bigger companies like Spotify and Bandcamp you think they should be out there a little bit more I think supporting the music community, I mean they're they're doing what they can, every single company in the world is doing something Um, Bandcamp is, they have free days where none of, they, they don't charge any fees for the art the artists get all the money so there's those days Spotify has created a granting granting program for American musicians which is great we have tons of programs out there if we're hurting Unison has been an amazing yeah, blessing yeah. Um, but there's tons of programs out there if you, if you need money there's there's ways to get it absolutely you just have to as always work a lot of musicians don't want to work so if you want money, you got to work for it. Yeah, you got to find, you got to research, and you have to do, get your resources correct, and you have to work for it. Yeah, yeah that's the whole thing. Is it's, it takes it takes a different kind of work, some of it, but it's all work. Yeah, it's not just getting up on stage and playing. My life is two percent stage, and ninety eight percent other work. All the shit that goes on in the background. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what takes up a lot of time. Yeah. Sarah invited her fans to participate in a video for this next song, Never Alone. She asked them to send in videos of themselves with their families during the pandemic, all holding up various homemade signs of the lyrics. The idea is to show all of us that we're never alone. We are born with a purpose, can't make it on our own. We are born to inspire. May 2nd, 77, she came screaming into the world. Daddy didn't show up, there's no name yet for this beautiful girl. 
lost it all Not there, but here at home He wants to open up his arms To the boy doesn't know We are born where the purpose can make it on our own We are born to inspire, share Welcome back to the Pandemic Interviews, Conversations in a Changing Time. We just heard Never Alone by Sarah Smith. You're listening to a conversation I had with Sarah in June 2020. Um, one of the things that I've been reading is the sales of uh, instruments have gone up, skyrocketed, oh, yeah. yeah, all over the place. Cool. Instruments and small small amps, mm-hmm. etc. So I'm wondering, and I've did some of the research I've been doing, is this going to create... A new renaissance in music? Is it going to change the direction? I mean, music for the last 10 or 15 years has been a lot of pop. It's been a lot of um, Taylor Swift and Beyonce and and, um, Drake and Justin Bieber. And when we had a huge shift in the 60s and 70s, it brought out a whole different... It was a renaissance in music and a Mm. whole different... I don't know if we call it genre, but you had the protest songs, but you had... But it changed the way... We listened to and heard music, and I'm wondering if today, if we're going to see that come out of the it's a pandemic. It's a great question. I mean, I think most people that are musically talented or musically inclined will have found their way to an instrument already. You know, I don't think just because there's a pandemic, there's going to be this amazing guitar player come out of it. <laughs> if you're a guitar player in your heart, you've probably already found your guitar playing. But I think that I hate playing solo. I absolutely hate it, but it's my only option. So maybe there'll be more solo artists come out, um, less band music. Maybe there'll be more um, studio, experimental, electronic music because you're stuck in front of a computer screen most days. And that's how we make music, in front of so, a computer. So for existing songwriters, 
-hmm. do you think that their focus may change a bit? Maybe the, the, the songs that they produce might have a slightly different direction or a different feel. I just think that this time has allowed people to really figure out what they want. So if they all of a sudden they decide, man, I have never played with a band and this is the year I'm going to start playing with a band, this is it. Or, you know, I play with a band and maybe I would rather focus on smaller act, like a duo or a solo. I think, or maybe I'm just happy the way that I've been playing. I think that this time has just allowed us to reflect. So I think that for the most part, things are going to be the same, um, but I think everybody's going to have their own view of what's making them happy. I think it's just going to be a happy place. I've talked to a few people who said that they, they think that coming out the other side, it's going to be more, more positive, more spiritual. Yeah. There's a lot more uh, introspection going mm-hmm. on, reflection. Um, which also may come out in the performances. The other one is the simplicity of, of instead of traveling with you know a whole road crew and major mm-hmm. amps and all the rest of it, that everything may be pared down and become. Like I, I started as a solo artist in Europe. I went there solo, then I built it to a duo and played there for years as a duo, then a trio. Then I was able to bring my band, and looking at the simplicity of solo and duo, it's really simple. Like, I can do that any time in my life, anywhere in the world. But there's nothing quite like the magic of having a band behind you, so. Yeah, too true. Do you think this is going to encourage more collaboration among the musicians and the community? I don't know. That's a, that's a great question. Uh, Everybody's think, holed up, so yeah. it's like most, you know, singers... I feel like we've lost connection in a way. Yeah. Um, but I think it's very important to connect with our own inner souls. So I, I just, I'm really happy to, to be in connection with Sarah right now, and I'm collaborating with me right now in my own life, and I don't know what that means for the future. I don't know. Have you learned anything from all of this? Just learned to like myself. Final question that I have is two positives to come out of all of this, one personally and one professionally. One personally is for the first time in, in my adult life I have had rest and I feel so much peace in my heart. I healed a lot from my inner demons. I healed a lot of my own personal relationships with people. So yeah, I feel like I've healed and I'm, and I'm healing. And professionally, uh, a positive to come out of all this professionally is is just the gratitude. Um, I've been feeling grateful for years because I feel people build me. They build me. They help me. They build me up. They support me. But in this whole situation, I just feel professionally like they've got my back. I'm not alone in this. And I never will be. People want to hear my music. What a wonderful feeling. Yeah. What a wonderful feeling. That's basically all the questions that I had. Wow, awesome. Sort of a, that was just it. So you're in a really good space. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, therapist. You, therapist, but yeah. You've just listened to a conversation I had with Sarah Smith back in late June 2020. Sarah is settling in quite nicely in her new home on Pender Island on the west coast of Canada. Still singing, streaming, and connecting with her fans, Sarah also has another special project in her back pocket. Trust the Ride. You can find out more about it at trusttheride.ca or on Facebook. It's worth looking into.
Also, thanks to all of you who have taken the time out of your busy schedules to listen, inviting us into your cars, offices, and homes. To Eddie and Quincy Bullen and Paul DeLong, many thanks once again for writing and performing the Love the Music theme song. Follow me on Podbean or any one of the platforms you're using, and you'll be notified automatically when the next conversation is published. I am Pat Blythe, and you're listening to Love the Music. Have a great day and a wonderful evening.